Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. I think it's going to be one of those kind of days. I'm not sure, but yeah, just from you know the things going on before the show, tells me it's going to be one of those kind of days, just like it always is in the news, too. You know, it's interesting. It was right around this time in 2015 mm-hmm. that the alarm went off. It was the, the alarm, the fear in the Hillary campaign and the Democrats, you know. Well, Trump might be able to win this thing. And then, of course, the dirty, stinking, rotten, foul-smelling tricks kicked in. Yeah. I understand now that alarm is going off even big, bigger time right now than it ever has before. Mm-hmm. So if you think that politics is stunk, you know, since Biden has gotten in, just wait until they, you see what they're getting they're, ready to throw. Even, I have no idea what Bill, they're even starting to suggest, and it's coming from places like the Atlantic magazine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're implying that there's no way of stopping Trump unless they somehow initiate, quote, that's that solution we even hesitate to even talk about. That he right. has to be he has to be taken down by any means necessary. That's that's the kind of stuff that they're throwing out there now in the media. Some of these guys yeah. are implying that Trump is unstoppable unless he's taken down by somebody. Yeah. This is well, yeah. this is tough stuff. Yeah, apparently though, you know, we might implode. And you know, I, I had kind of a weird question. I was going to save it, but mm-hmm. I'll just I'll bring it up, but apparently, you know, Senate rhinos, they want to uh, put Nikki Haley into the 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 lead role. They're already choosing. You know, we still got debates going on. Yeah, she right. She surpassed DeSantis and all of that stuff. But let's just call it the way it is. They're saying, yeah, we want to go with her. We don't want. We don't want DeSantis. We don't want anybody. Else. We want Nikki. No, well, that's not, not going to do. Any, what are they? Fifty points behind. She's like fifty points behind Trump. Right, but that's what they want to do. And then you know, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, going, "You put her in," you know. We're a done party. So I'm thinking, you know, and these are rhinos. These are like the Mitt Romneys of the world, you know, that are going, yeah, this is what we got to do. So I, I started thinking about it going, you know, and we got congressmen that are obviously, you know, when you looked at the vote, like there's a seal six guy mm-hmm. that voted to get rid of, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Santos. Santos. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going, well, you know, good guy, but he didn't think about what he was doing right off the bat, you know, and we don't have that, uh, that lead anymore. I mean, just a handful of Republicans just holding true. And then he had the ones that sat out and didn't do anything either. Look at this impeachment uh, inquiry that they're talking about. When the Democrats wanted to impeach Trump, it took them 15 seconds. I mean, you know, I'm, it was like oh. lightning fast. It was like, we're going to impeach Trump, and he was impeached. It was like that. Uh, well, Republicans the, can't figure out whether they need to tie their shoe or not before they trip over the laces. Well, you know, what they're, what they're considering now is they're considering an impeachment hearing. Are they going yeah. to have an impeachment hearing? Wait a second. What have they been doing for the last three months or four Twiddling months? their thumbs. Yeah, I mean, no, they're, they're wasting time, and that's my point. Do we need to clear out some senators? And do we need to clear out some Congress? Now, if we do, we give up the majority. Now, if we don't, we got two dead horses. Let's say that we hold the Senate and or we take the Senate and we hang on to the House with 
the woke leadership we got, but we put Trump in. Is he going to be able to do anything with a lost house, a lost cause, and a lost Senate? No. Well, so now he, I'm wondering he's gonna if be, we're, he's going to be ruling with the executive orders. He's going to have to, and they're yeah. going to do everything they can to quickly derail him in office. And, you know, I'm looking at this like a chess game. Has, are, are they stacking the moves in such a way that no matter what you do, it's checkmate Republicans you lost? You know, I heard Trump say for the first time, uh, he was out in Iowa, I guess, over the weekend. And I don't have the clip, but I, he, I can paraphrase what he said. He said, you know, I, I got to warn you. He said, we, we, we've got to take back the country, but a year is a long time. 11 months, a year. He said, that's about what we got now. A lot of things can happen between now and then. And I thought to myself, that's the first time he actually said what you and I have talked about on numerous occasions, you know, yeah. that uh, things can be, you think it's bad now? You think it's, you think it's bad? Wait, hang on. Six months from now, a year from now, let's look at it this way. Six months ago, when we talked about the border, we talked about three or 4,000 people coming across or, or 2,000 people coming across every day. Yesterday, they said 10,000 people came across the southern border. 10,000 people. A lot of them were from China. They're military-aged men from China. How does that happen? Think about it geographically. China is an ocean away from where we are. But yet many of these kids came across uh, either by airplane or boat to Central America, and then they dutifully headed north with, with nothing but their companions. It's like a battalion of Chinese soldiers without their weapons walking towards our country. Why? What are they doing here? The, the, what, who brought them across and then who brought them north? And why are they coming into our country? For a new life? Or are they staging somewhere? Do you know they had a terrorist? Well, a terrorist was uh, picked up in Las Vegas mm -hmm. yesterday. They said it was a 16-year-old lone wolf. That's bull. Okay, I don't, I don't believe that stuff. A 16-year-old... Well, what do they mean by a lone wolf? Well, he I was acting, acting by himself. He, he was a supporter of ISIS, they said. And he yeah, was about well, to he was about to perform a terroristic act, and they got him. But I I, yeah. I think that's nonsense. I think we get so little information that's truthful nowadays from government sources, if you know what I'm saying. Or or that's cryptic what they yeah. say. I mean, a wolf is a member of a pack. Well, that's a know, so. that's that's a good point. But they said it's a lone wolf. So nah, that's a bunch of malarkey. A bunch of hooey, but, right? Yeah, but you know, it's funny you mentioned China. I had that in my uh, thing to talk about too. You know, Your stack you, there, of stuff. My stack of stuff. It's all stacked <laughs> up here in my noggin. Uh, but either way, China has been you know doing a lot of naval rattling going on. You you hear and see the stories here and there. But what they're not talking about, China's got a problem, and not even the Biden administration going and it's not really Biden, but uh, we're we're attacking now that they they have batteries and. You know, putting sanctions on them. Yeah, you think that's going to stop them? But here's their problem. The real problem is in the real estate and the economy and how their socialistic or communistic uh, uh, rule has screwed the society. They've got over 8 million mortgages 
in default and they don't know what to do it about it because they are in financial trouble. And when you're in financial trouble, you get desperate. And what are you going to do? You start a war. Exactly. You start a war. You start a war because a war is a distraction. It distracts your people from attacking, attacking the government. It sounds crazy, but it's true. You, you want to you get your people to unify behind you? Get some foreign enemy. You know, attacks, get into a, a fight with a foreign enemy, and that, that takes their attention away from the disaster you're causing in your own country. That's right. And you got China already caught on satellite taking over and colonizing. In other words, they're going to surrounding border countries and taking them over, and uh, you're China now, you know, well, sure, you know, which is why they want Taiwan. I mean, that that may be the next thing here. Uh, you got to wonder. I Now, I do know that in certain war games that they they played out, you know, uh, there, there are people that say, oh, well, we win it hands down. But I've heard of about 12 scenarios where we lost every one of them. You know, well, do we? At, at what who cost? Wins? At what cost is the victory? You know, I mean, well, yeah, we may win. Let's say hypothetically we win, but what do we lose in the process of winning? If mom, dad, sister, and brother are all nuked and they're either dead or deformed and dying of violent Awful. death, did we win? No, I, I agree hundred percent. And my question, though, getting back to the border bill, is what are these Chinese? military age men doing marching into our country why are we letting these people in in the first place let's go back to it you know uh, we are a country of immigrants but you come here legally that has always been and even joe at one time hey i gotta have a border you know you, everybody has said it why all of a sudden that we sit there and say eh Time to take our pants off and bend over. You know what are we doing here in this country? You know why are we doing it? If you're wondering, who is calling the shots? If you're wondering whether I'm exaggerating, the headline reads: More than ten thousand illegal aliens flood into U.S. over last twenty-four hours on Joe Biden's open border invitation. That's the headline. I didn't make it up, friends. This is happening right now. You know, and as we. As this happens, it's not only destroying our country as a whole, it's it's devastating to the border towns, mm -hmm. the border communities in our country. Uh, they're talking about them being overrun and taken over by the illegals. I mean, it, it literally is they're losing control in certain towns on the border. Americans who had their businesses and their homes and their futures in these little towns, they're destroyed. Right. There's also towns that are popping up, you know, uh, that are literally being made in the desert by uh, these different uh, neutral organizations that are supposedly supplying aid and comfort to the illegals in our country. Well, you know, you sit there, we're talking about the illegals, all right? And, you know, we may open up the national parks, which are, is sacred ground by the Democrat. I guess I, I didn't know it was sacred ground, so they could give it to yeah. the illegals. It'll tear up. You know, national oh, be wonders tents and garbage and everything all but over the place. What was the problem before there were illegals? The homeless, right? They're so still there. They're still there, but they're they're ignored. So we can make room for the illegals. And you know, now 
pushing the, the homeless aside. You can argue any way you want on that. But at which point in time are they going to come up to your house, Jim, and go, Mr. Harrington, yes, can I help you? Yes, you've got about five minutes to get the hell out of this house because we got some immigrants that need a home. And sorry, bud, good luck. We're taking it over by eminent domain. Think yeah. of those two words. That's the government saying, uh, we own your house. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, that could happen. I mean, you may say it can't happen, but it's happening on the streets of San Francisco right now. They're not doing it with private homes, but they've already taken over the city. I mean, yeah. they've actually laid claim to uh, to certain parts of the sidewalks and, and the pu- public parks, and they've become not public areas, but they've become homeless areas. And, and essentially, it's the same kind of thing. They've said, well, no longer is that part of a public park. That's the homeless territory. They have a right there, and you don't. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's sad what we're seeing happening in our country. But, but you know, Bill, the homeless, for the most part, are down and out uh, or, drug, or they have drug issues, but they're mostly American people. They're American citizens who have problems, big life-threatening problems, and they're being pushed aside by the illegals. Are they giving the homeless right now $2,500 a month and a room and board? to? No, they're not. They're giving that to the illegals coming into our country. $2,500, and you can stay in that hotel as long as you want with three hots and a cot. You know, it doesn't make sense. But No, it doesn't. What they're doing is they're, the left is grooming a whole new set of voters. They're bringing in all these legals, and they think they'll all vote Democrat. Well, I mean, when are we going to get to the point to where we don't need elections anymore? Well, One-party hey, rule, because we've some got— Some people don't think we'll have an election in 2024. Well, I might be one of those, because I, I don't see where the hell this is going, except off the tracks and— uh, so far, we got a couple of the wheels of the locomotive already off the track, and uh, it's going to be a dirt rough road that we're going to go on, but we're yeah. going on it. You know, um, Greg Gabbett was on uh, with Maria Bartiromo on uh, on uh-huh. Sunday talking about the border and what Texas is doing about the border, and he had this to say. How will you respond to this federal appeals court demanding you remove those buoys from the River Grande? Listen, with all, with all due respect, the, the appeals court got it wrong, and the reason is because they relied upon a law more than 100 years old uh, saying that we could not deploy these buoys in the water, preventing people from entering the United States illegally, uh, because uh, the, the waterway uh, is categorized as a navigable waterway, which is absurd uh, because it is not navi- navigable by definition when you have uh, literally thousands of people able to walk across it every single day. It's not used for transportation transportation of boats up and down that riverway, and so it's completely not navigable. Uh, we had uh, a, a majority Democrats uh, who were on that panel uh, making that decision, what Texas is going to be doing, and we will be seeking what's called an en banc ruling by the entire Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and if we lose it, we will be taking that to the United States Supreme Court because we know Texas has the right to legally deploy those buoys in the water to prevent people from entering our country and our state illegally. So you're not backing down and you're prepared to take this all the way up to the Supreme Court then? Absolutely. 
Okay. Let me get your take on the assessment today of the uh, southern border. We know that we've seen new numbers of would-be terrorists coming through. What can you tell us about the apprehensions today? Is it the worst it's been, or has it been alleviated a bit? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things very interesting. For, for one, the, the problem is uh, extraordinarily bad. Uh, the numbers are high, and it's because Joe Biden continues to uh, lay out the welcome mat, uh, welcoming uh, illegal immigrants into the United States of America. That said, uh, what we've seen in our numbers in the state of Texas is uh, because of uh, the wall that we have built, because of these uh, razor wire barriers that we have built, uh, Texas is now no longer uh, the number one Ill illegal entry point. Uh, it is uh, the uh, Tucson sector, the San Diego sector, uh, and other states. Uh, and, and Texas is causing the cartels to have to alter uh, their routes, that uh, their, their routes uh, where people are coming across the border illegally. That's Texas is having to step up and do even more uh, to make sure that we deny illegal entry into the state of Texas. And as a result, uh, Maria, in two weeks, I'll be signing a new law in the state of Texas uh, that will make it illegal for people to enter the state of Texas uh, from another country illegally and authorizing every peace officer in the state of Texas to arrest those people entering our country illegally. Well, what you just said is so critical, telling us that this crisis has gone beyond Texas. It's not just Texas now. You're talking about Arizona being a critical issue. We're going to talk with Carrie Lake about that coming up. But I want to get your take uh, on, on what you're going to do as this court process plays out. In other words, you're going to leave those buoys in place until the court process plays out when you take it, uh, when you go back to the federal appeals court and then possibly the Supreme Court. So, Maria, not only are, are we intending to uh, try to keep the buoys remain in place, but we continue to be adding more barriers. Uh, uh, Maria, we either have already built or have under construction uh, more border wall uh, than what the Trump administration was able to put up. Uh, we are building these razor wire uh, barriers with National Guard standing behind them, uh, preventing illegal entry. Uh, and we will be passing this law to arrest uh, illegal immigrants coming into the state of Texas. And so we as a state continue to deploy more action, fighting back against the Biden administration's open border policies, doing everything we can to prevent illegal entry into our country. Governor, what can you tell us about these Chinese nationals that are crossing into the country? I'm not sure if you heard my conversation with Christy Noma a moment ago, but this China threat is getting worse and worse. She's worried about the food supply, but we're all wondering why so many Chinese nationals who are military-aged men are using the southern border to enter into America right now. What can you tell us about that? Listen. Well, first, it is extraordinarily dangerous because, first of all, as you point out, we have uh, people from China coming here. We also have people on the uh, known terrorist watch list who are coming across the border. And so there's extraordinary dangers caused to our country uh, by Biden's open border policies. And obviously, Biden is doing nothing about it. Uh, and that's why Texas is having to step up and, and apprehend as many of these people as possible uh, to make sure that they're not posing a threat to our country. But this is uh, a, a very very serious existential threat to our country caused by Joe Biden. Uh, and that's exactly why Texas is taking extraordinary steps to try to crack down on it. And, and you know, we just showed these new uh, migrant numbers as of the end of November. I mean, this is just a, such a short period of time and we're seeing the numbers spike uh, in, in the new fiscal year. 
I know last week you were with President Trump. You endorsed President Trump. Tell me about that meeting, why you had the 45th president in, to, in Texas uh, to talk about what was going on. We were at a much different situation under the Trump administration. Well, you're exactly right. And so uh, President Trump joined uh, me on uh, uh, just before Thanksgiving to thank the troops that Texas has on the border, serving them Thanksgiving meals. And I uh, endorsed President Trump at the time uh, for the simple reason that Americans need to remember. Uh, it was just four years ago under President Trump that we had the lowest illegal border crossings in 40 years. And we, we had that low number of crossings because President Trump put it into place four very simple policies. The Remain in Mexico policy, the Title 42 policy, the end of catch and release, and the building of the border wall. And maybe you can add to that the fact that President Trump said, listen, if you want to come to America legally, you can do so legally. If you're trying to come here illegally, you're not welcome to be coming here. What I do know is that uh, President Trump, if he is reelected as president of the United States, because he has proven the ability to stop people from coming here illegally, he will be able to achieve that and, rest and restore normalcy and safety at our border and push back and deny the illegal entry of terrorists, of the Chinese, and people who pose a danger to our country. Governor Greg Abbott with uh, Maria Bartiromo. You know, he they're continuing the wall, he said, which I think is great. You know, they're trying to do something in Texas. He's going to make it so every single uh, law enforcement uh, official in Texas can stop, detain, and arrest illegals that they find coming into the into the state. You would have thought they could do that already, but apparently that wasn't the case. But I guess they're going to uh, – but, you know, here it is, what, two and a half years uh, since Trump has been in office, and now they're just getting these things in place. The damage has been care. done. The well, it's going to get worse. I, I'm looking at a yeah. story right now that's making my blood boil. Um, and it comes from uh, – Senator Dick Durbin from oh. Illinois. You know, anyway, he's the majority whip. In, in, what a in waste Democrat. of space. Well, here's uh, the waste of space's big idea for the illegal immigrants. They get to join the U.S. military as a pathway to citizenship. Yeah, I, Do you want these yeah. guys fighting for our country? Plus, you know what? You know, now, if, now you, you served, mm -hmm. so... You, you get certain benefits. Supposedly, you get benefits and perks mm -hmm. and whatnot. Do you not think that they get those same benefits and they get to step ahead of line now? They're already stepping ahead of line against natural-born citizens, but that gives them an advanced step ahead. And, of course, they've already, uh, they're giving them voting rights. They don't even have to take a test to get a driver's license. And in many I states, mean, if you on. have a driver's license, you can vote. Yeah, in many states but you don't you can, need. Yeah, but I'm just saying that if they ask you and you have a driver's license, for some people, you're uh, you're all set. What happened to the very fundamental basis, the basics of our our not economy, but our country? It's and by the way, it's not that you have to show the license. By the way, it's called motor oh, no. motor voter. When you register to get your license, you automatically join the voter rolls. Motor voter rolls. That's what they call it. So uh, uh, some people, is, if, if you got your license, you're on the voter registration somewhere. You yeah, can vote. But, yeah, and now, you know, they can't really check. They're doing that uh, a lot of places. Like when I went and voted in the last election, mm -hmm. you know, they, I, I came in and, you know, they were, and of course they all knew me, but they still had to sit there and, 
do the signature verification, and there I was, and make sure that I was mm-hmm. still on the rolls to vote, which is the way it should be. And it makes me proud that, okay, maybe my vote is not going to be the deciding vote. Could be. You never know. But may not. It's But like here's the what they can't do. Here's what they can't do if uh, if Jose comes walking in, and See, even if he vote. even if he can't speak very well, right? If he walks in and his name is on that voter registration list, they can't say, "Are you here legally?" They no. can't do that now. They just have to assume because he's on their voter registration that he's an American citizen. But that's and not the case. They have to assume that if he mails in or drops off a, ba- a ballot in a mailbox, that he is registered to vote. They're not going to check it. They're not going to validate it. They're going to count it. If and if he doesn't have a vote on it, I'm sure they'll help him and vote for the candidate that he preferred. You know, I was uh, a friend of mine sent me something, which I thought was really interesting. If I can find it, I probably can't find it, but uh, it was a guy talking about statistics uh, in the 2020 election. And 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 uh, if I can find it, I will uh, I'll play it. But uh, of course, this is not the time or place to be searching for it. But essentially, what it was saying was that the deciding factor in the last election was the mail-in ballots, and in the on-site voting, Trump was the out-and-out winner. I mean, Trump won every state just about, including Delaware, in the right. 2020 election. He won. The people who went in to vote voted for Trump. Tr- Biden supposedly was the out-and-out winner for the mail-in ballots. Well, where can the fraud happen, right, friends? It can happen with the mail-in ballots. So if you wonder why a guy who spends the entire election in, in his basement, who, who doesn't come close to shaking anybody's hands in the, in the last elections, he, how he can win? Well... You know, do the math. Think for yourself. You know, By the way, Bill, go ahead. Well, you you want to make it? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, and it's funny now how, you know, anybody that still goes back to, you know, uh, the election saying it was stolen or anything like that, which now there's evidence, a oh, I know. preponderance of evidence that, you know, it should have been a question all along. You know, But who's the wackos, goes, right? Who are the wackos? Yeah. It, the media points to us and says, oh. He's just a conspiracy theorist. Well, look what yeah. they're doing to the Gateway Pundit. Oh. DC, <laughs> DC has censored them and banned them. Silence! You nattery nabobs of truth. We don't want to hear the truth. We want our negative story out there. You Shut cannot. Up. You Silence cannot. Them. <laughs> down, boy, down. You you <laughs> cannot. Uh, you cannot access the Gateway Pundit on the House floor right now on your cell phone. They've blocked it. The U.S. Air Force has blocked it in the Pentagon. You can't access the Gateway Pundit on any computers. People are getting kicked out of roles of, uh, you know, leadership everywhere or or losing benefits because, wait, you believe that there's a possibility that the election was stolen? Sorry, bud. Yeah. You just lost everything. Wait a minute. It's an opinion. It used to be when I was a kid, if you had a, a different opinion about something, it was just your opinion. You had a right to it, but not anymore. No, no, no. Now they criminalize you and make you either, well, or they make you look like a fool, you know? Well, you know, here's something that they ought to think about because they're trying to villainize us. I think because, you know, we, uh, they're just villainizing us. They want mm-hmm. to sit there at some point in time, have an excuse to say they're radicals, round them up. Well, you just gave 
uh, a statistic there that Trump won by the people with the real votes going in. Right. It was the mail-in ballots that didn't win. Right. So, and we know that, like, when we, Pennsylvania was a great example, where he was ahead by 700, 800,000, and, and just flipped in the matter of seconds. Uh, exactly. And, yeah, I think you said you went to bed and they were up like 800,000 well, votes. I bad. Yeah. I actually, I was, I was, for whatever reason that time, I said, this is important. So I was staying up. Besides, you know, I, I work out of the house now. It's not like I had to get up and, yeah. you know, get some coffee, get a shower, and go to work. Oh, boy, that was a long night. No, I can sit there and go, yeah, I'll fall apart <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. But I was sitting there going, I went in to get something to drink, and I had just looked at it and said, well, I don't see, you know, how we could ever lose that. And, you know, I was one minute, came back out, and I was going, and I saw the numbers flipping. I was going, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Did my TV, was my TV sleeping? I think he was, was ahead by 800,000 votes or some yeah. ridiculous figure, and, and it, it just flipped. flipped. And then it, it flipped. He yeah. actually lost votes, and then he was down by 150, and then he was down by more. And I was going like, what is there going is on? no no way in Hades yes, I know. that that could even, even the devil yeah. cannot sit there and do something that deceitful and low. And that's then, how low it was. And what happens over the course of like two and a half years, right, is they take your doubt about the results. And if you, you know, initially, every a lot of people had some doubts about the elections, right? Well, over the course of time, thanks to the media and like-minded people, they have made it so the people who differ in opinions about the, the, that election are are you know, marginalized. You're, you're a conspiracy theorist. It's not a big deal. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He just is making this stuff up. I mean, look, at it's President Biden. He's the president, right? You, we only have one president at a, at a time in this country, and it, it's Joe Biden right now. But you know, a lot of people still feel he really didn't win. He did not win the election. Yeah, he's there. He's in the White House. He's doing his damage. He's allowed to, but I, they he's, they don't believe he's a legitimate president, you know. And no. there's a, I think there's a lot to be said for that. If you, if you had the honest to god factual results, I think you'd find that uh, there's more to the story. You know, there's so many things going on, you know, and it it's confusing. And I'm kind of thinking they're all they're all relevant. They all tie together. But when you try to keep up with everything and talk about it and explain it, you know, you don't have all the cards to every story. So they can sit there and, ah, he's an idiot. Ah, he's doing this and that. You know, and maybe what we need to do, if you're sitting and go, well, what can I do? I can't keep up with all this. Pick the one story, the one story that's the most important to you and know what you can know about it and keep up with it. And you don't have to sit there and be that per, uh, person on the corner going, you know, the, that's that, that crazed lunatic, you know, preaching something. But what you can do in a conversation, know your one story and be a beacon of hope. And if we had about a thousand, you know, like Miss Bush used to say, thousand shining Biden lights in the sky. But if we had a bunch of beacons out there that took the top 10 stories and Everybody has a story. The border's a big one. Yeah, you know, you know? I, I was thinking about, before we did the show today, I was thinking about all those stories that should be still in the top of the news that have been important over the last six months and that have just disappeared. For example, um, Maui, you know, Lahaina, 
is that wow. you know they opened up Maui recently uh, for for tourists, but not the city of Lahaina. Is it Lahaina? Well, no, Lahaina. Lahaina, I guess, is how they pronounce Lahaina, it. Lahaina, yeah. yeah. Here's the funny thing about that. Now, you would think, you know, well, tourism in Hawaii is a big thing. So yeah. if you owned an airline company out of Hawaii, it's going to do gangbusters. And as a matter of fact, oh, they have been doing gangbusters, but not recently. As a matter of fact, um, Alaska Air is buying Hawaiian Air. For $1.9 billion. It sounds like a lot, but that means that they are in financial trouble and they have to sell off their assets. And that would have been part of, you know, one of their crown jewels for uh, a state that thrives on tourism. And now they're having to give it, give it up and to a company out of Alaska. Yeah, well, you uh, th- think uh, about it. But you know, we're not being told what's the rest of the stories, as uh, Paul Harvey used to say. Uh, uh, no, there's so many things that are happening still in in Hawaii and Maui, and it's just fallen off the news. It's not an important news cycle. Another story that we should be talking about is East Palace in Ohio. We've talked about this here, but uh, a lot major news sources. You know, uh, NBC, ABC, CBS, all of these big uh, CNN, they've just discarded it like that's not a big deal. You know, it's East Palestine, Ohio. Who cares? Well, the people in East Palestine care because it's still polluted. It's still been devastated and still nothing of any significance has happened from the federal government. They probably sent up, you know, pal- uh, crates of, uh, of water and uh, things like that. But as far as going in there and cleaning everything up and cleaning the, the streams and the rivers and the water sources that have been destroyed by the uh, the train accident, I, I don't believe that's happened yet. And they're just falling off the, the, the news pages. Like, it's not a big deal. Nothing well, to see here. Well, it's not a big deal because, uh, and you know, these accidents, then they didn't happen because they were stupid Republicans that were playing with stuff they didn't know how. The train went through their property, and it just so happened to have a derailment and leak all its chemicals in a pretty, well, strong Republican area. Seems to be happening a lot, too, you know? It's oh, like- the other thing I was going to point out, another story that we should be talking about is, is anybody looking for the 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate? <laughs> well, yeah, I Ever have since to. since I brought that yeah. story up, but man, you've been... Um, That's been stuck in your crop well, for a long time. Well, 60,000 60, pounds, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate. That's explosives. Now, let's tie that all together with all these people coming across the border, these military-aged men. Uh, they've already admitted, you know, I don't know that you're aware of this or not, but John Kirby, uh, you know, one of the White House spokesmen, you know, he said uh, there's probably terrorist cells out there in the country. Yeah. They are... They're saying in such a matter-of-fact way now, like, yeah, we probably have terror cells in our country right now. No big deal. It's, uh, we, we have to live with it. It's, it's the new reality. Well, wait a second. What are they going to do and when, and how are they going to do it? Well, well 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate. I think they said they used 2,000 pounds for the um, mirror building mirror. down in Oklahoma yeah. City. Yeah, it it doesn't take much, as a matter of fact. And, you know, there's really no cross-checking. I mean, there there are key things. Like you go in and buy a certain kind of fertilizer, you buy some other things, and all of a sudden 
you hit a watch list, but you know, somebody can go to store A and buy one thing, go to store B, they don't cross check, uh, you know, to go, hey, this guy's putting together a bomb and it doesn't take much right. to put together a bomb. You can probably put How it together you... with stuff from, like you say, Home Depot or Lowe's. Yeah, and well, you know, they'll track you on the internet if you're in, and I'm not giving away any, any valuable secret here. Oh, really? You can go to the library and look it up, and you can use a fake name and ID to sit there and look it up so it traces back to the library. Or, you know, oh, there's video surveillance. All right, I'll go down to Dollar General, buy a burner phone, and it's got the Internet on it. Oops, I got all the details I need to sit there and Google and look. I can go on the dark web, and I can sit yeah. there and find out how to you make know, it's, something. It's, it, Bill, it, it's, it's scary. It, it is scary. I was just going to say that. It's, it's scary to hear you say what you just said because in a matter of two minutes – you just threw out there how they can do it and how they've already thought about doing it. They these these people aren't going to have to sit down and figure out. All right, now we're here. How do we get this to work? They came into this country knowing how to implement all this stuff. But you know, the other thing we haven't got a good answer on is those balloons that flew across our country about uh, four months ago. You know those those uh, balloons from quote China that came in from. Uh, the the northwest and came down through the wow. midsection of our country and finally the Biden administration shot them down uh, off the coast of South Carolina. Nothing. You know what I think those damn things were doing? I think they were mapping and they were mapping for a reason because they also have satellites up there. Like I said the other day, and it's a known fact that they can sit there. They don't need to fire a nuke. used to be that you wanted to knock out everything. You fire a nuke, it goes off somewhere high in the altitude, and the EMP will take out your car because of the electronics, your radio, everything. Mm -hmm. Now you can do the burst from a satellite, takes much, much less power, and has a broader range, and they know where to do things with. Uh, you want to take out, well, we're going all electric. You know, and we're going all this, you know, all this oh, digitized stuff. Isn't that see, what you just said? Just just struck me when you said we're going all electric. It just hit me like, wait a second. They can take us out with an EMP and they want all of us well, to be driving electric machines. Yeah. And let's go back. Let's go back three years. What was in trouble and hasn't been fixed? The electric grid. Our <laughs> grid sucks. Let's go electric, folks. Come on. Well, you, we you, don't you, need I, I just read uh, where one of the electric companies said, we're going to have a problem being able to supply the energy for all of these cars when they're all, if they're all charging at the same time. Plus, we have our normal you know, uh, requirements for towns and things like that. We're not going to be able to meet the demand. We don't have the machinery. The, we don't have the power plants to generate enough electricity to do this. But yet these clowns in D.C. just keep shoving down our throat the electric uh, myth. The electric well, myth. you got to have an electric car. How many miles per gallon do you get on gas? Oh, maybe I mean, uh, some cars get 20, 20, you know, on average, 22 mm. 18, whatever, whatever, depending well, on the course, motor. Thanks to Biden, the cost of fuel has gone up. Trump had sure. it really down. But, okay, where electric is, and it's going up, you know, because it's different in different places. Uh, the average electric car, as I, I think I looked at it last week, was three miles per kilowatt. That's, your, that's mm -hmm. the equivalent of your gas mileage. So you want to take a trip because you, you already know that, okay, I've got a 1,200-mile trip. 
Well, I'm going to put a charge in there. It's going to get me 600 miles a day. Then I got to plug it in. And if everybody's going for the same stupid plug, how are you going to get it plugged in? You better have a hotel for the night. You don't have. Uh, can it, you not... can you partially charge a uh, a battery? Sure, uh, you can. So, so I mean, like you know, if I want to put in, uh, if my car takes forty dollars or forty five dollars worth of gas, but I only want to put in twenty bucks, I can do it and go off and drive for another hundred and fifty miles. Electric car too, can, but can you? yeah, you can do that. But here's the thing. Now, they're getting it to where you don't have as many options for gas stations. You still have the options, but, you know, Biden has shut down the wells. Uh, we are no longer, we we import it, you know, from Russia, China, that we Saudi gave Arabia, all our oil yeah. to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it was real smart, Joe. And, you know, a lot of the components. Now, here's a caveat for you. I just talked about the weak grid. Mm -hmm. All right. And I talked about China is in financial trouble. Eight million plus mortgages in default. Right, that is a ship sinker. So they they don't have a choice but going to war, and we're going after their batteries now. You know, putting tariffs and stuff like that on them. So we're provoking them. Now, all the components that we need for our electric grid is made in oh, what's the hell of that kind? China. Yeah, that they're the guys that make it. Don't believe me? Look it up. We don't make the crap anymore. Yeah, I know. They, they do. The, the, the batteries that they're trying, they're putting in all these electric cars, they come from China. They come yeah. from China, from mines in China. If China says no more batteries, <laughs> it, good luck. We, yeah, we don't have lead-producing battery plants here anymore, from what I got. I think we got rid of that. But if you go to war, no. and you all have electric cars, by the way, and this is what I was saying a little while ago, and they, and they uh, set off an EM, EMP over your country, your car is useless. Useless. It's It runs on electricity, burns all the circuitry out of the car. You know, Buy some, a bicycle. That's what you're you going to have some with people, a basket on it. Some people say, well, it'll burn all the circuitry out of a, a, a new car, too, with the fuel, fossil fuel. But, you know, there are some cars that you can bypass that stuff or rework it. It's it's a little easier to get a, a gas car restarted again, you know, than it is to... Uh, if all of the entire circuitry in your car is gone, I mean, the batteries will be useless. The circuitry to the to the batteries will be useless. You'll be stuck. You'll be stuck mm -hmm. with. The, there's no way that the thing's going to move again. So, um, but you know, I was going to point out another thing that they're talking about in Congress. You know, Congress is very good at just bsing us you know i have to be very careful no, there be no sure about that now? oh this my, is a congress this is the u.s congress you're talking we've about we've got is, about okay. two weeks before they all take their mandatory christmas vacation for a month that's right they'll head off for a month the only good thing is that they can't do any damage when they're not in washington but right now on the table is uh i guess biden's trying to get money for the ukraine and for Israel, and for Taiwan. It's all tied into his budget plan, right? So what Biden has uh, has done is he's put it out there, and what Congress has said, well, look, at, we'll agree to this, but you've got to close the border down. You've got to, you've got to take some steps to, to secure our border. And the Democrats are saying, well, can we compromise? How do they have the audacity to stand there and say, well, can you compromise on the security of your border, of our border? 
You know, they're bargaining. The Democrats are bargaining. Dick Durbin and company are bargaining with our security, our border. That's one of the chips. They they are a little put aside, too, by the fact that the Republicans have said, no, this is not a matter of negotiation. This is the cost of you getting your budget through. You are going to have to secure the border. It's no more negotiating. And the Democrats are put off. They're like, wait a second, I've, I've spent three weeks negotiating with you guys, and you're saying that I wasted my time? It's not even a matter of negotiation? It's, a, it's the cost of doing business? Do you know? So they, they absolutely are despicable in Washington. I mean, mm-hmm. and not only that, but they're going to talk about this for two weeks, I bet, and then they're going to have a crisis situation toward the end. Like, oh, we only have 24 hours to secure a budget wow. or we'll be broke again. You watch. Yeah, and you know when they when they take their little leave of absence, you know, that's going to be a time for Joe to play with his pen. And he will sit there, well, we need to get this done right An emergency away. action, it'll, yeah. And it'll be an emergency. You watch, you know, because you know, somebody was going, well, what are you guys going to talk about when they do all that? I'm sitting there going, <laughs> you watch. Boy, they get they're, a lot of vacations, Bill, by the way, too. You know, they, they, they get a lot of vacations down there. Take take a month off in in the for Christmas. You well, know, a month off for Christmas. Do they still get paid for that month? Yes, they do. Sure, they do. You know, you, you got to wonder about these guys. You know, they don't care about their families. They don't care about their kids and future generations. They care about themselves and themselves only, and the here and now. So they don't care how bad they're screwing the future of the country because they're not going to have to live in the crap that they spew. Hey, I keep thinking back, uh, you know, I'm old enough to do this, uh, that, uh, what do I think, around the turn of the century, uh, they were talking about how devastating $3 trillion in debt was to the future generations of our country. And now we're $33 trillion in debt and still counting. Well, I guarantee by the time that Biden gets out of office, I would say there's a damn good chance that we'll be at $40 trillion, maybe even $50 trillion in uh. debt. I, I don't know how these guys can justify. I think their idea is, well, as long as you have the printing press, you can just keep printing out new money. Well, let me ask you a question. I mean, you know, what's the number after a trillion? Gazillion? <laughs> I don't know. Is, is well, there really a, is there a number after a, tr- a trillion? Is a, Well, somebody a, once said that it, after, you know, uh, the millions. Is what it, was a, it, is it a gazillion? I mean, I, I thought that was Did a... You, did you ever know what the number was when you were a kid that was after a million? I thought, I mean, I probably had heard of a billion, but that was like such a far out figure that I never really thought seriously about it. Like, you know, and then, along, com- and then along comes trillion. <laughs> anyway, so now what, what you think, yeah, Bill, it'll never get there. Well, I never thought it would get into the trillions, to be honest with you, when, you know, I was a youngster. Um, or, you know, whatever, a teenager, but the point is it did. And now we're, we're up in the thirties. Hey, I, 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 you know, I I just looked at that silly clock on the wall. We've had a good time today. This has gone by really, really fast. We have like 13 minutes left on our show. And I, and I wanted to point out a couple of more things before uh, we run out of time. Um, I was reading this story, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan uh, Karikas, He's a spokesperson for the Israel uh, Defense Forces. Mm-hmm. He, he said that the UN, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, uh, says that uh, he says that they're actually supplying 
materials and support to Hamas and not the Palestinian people. He says, and there's going to be a day of reckoning for the U.N. He says, how do we know that they're doing this? Because they've raided uh, supply dumps where they have, what they've done is they've, you look at the dump on the surface and you see all these medical supplies for, from, from the United Nations, and you look underneath the supply of uh, materials, aid materials, and you find weaponry, rockets, ammunitions for Hamas. Mm. You know, Hamas is, is really amazing. I, I want to play one more cut. Pramila Jayapal, she's, the, uh, she's a representative, part of the squad, uh, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name, but then again, that wouldn't be the first time talking with uh, Dana Bash on CNN. I want to ask you about uh, sexual violence. And the it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention uh, globally. Widespread use of rape, uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war, but downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said, saying have that, you talked about it since oh, October 7th? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the, of course. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them to be able to build the kinds of allies to keep public opinion with them. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian law says. Okay, with with respect, I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's horrific, and okay. I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm-hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom are women and children. And it's horrible, but you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think... That's uh, that's Dana Bash uh, talking with uh, uh, Pramila Jayapal. She's a representative in our House of Representatives. And you know what the saying is? Anything after but or however is BS, okay? She was saying, oh, I think rape is uh, is horrible by Hamas, but... No, no, there's no but. There's no, 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 no but. When it comes to rape, rape is out of bounds, okay? I mean, war is despicable as it is. War is, is terrible as it is. But when you're talking about rape as a tool of war, mm-hmm. you know, I heard somebody say, well, they... The, I heard somebody almost just trying to justify it. Well, they promised to rape and pillage 
the Israeli women, this is what the terrorists had promised to do, rape and pillage. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. Uh, that is despicable. And for her to to equivocate and say, well, rape is bad, but you have to understand it's war. No, 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 no. It's horrendous and it's wrong and nobody should justify it under any circumstances, period. You know, hey, rape the, is rape. the Russians did it. The Russians did it uh, uh, after, at the end of World War II. They said uh, you had to get out of the way of the Russian army. They were, they were, they were brutal. They were they raped and pillaged and did all these terrible things to the European women in the occupied countries. Uh, it was wrong then, and it is wrong now. You know, and when you think back at what they did then, you think back and cringe. You should be cringing now at what Hamas did. But Hamas, by the way, they get in the pass. They're doing all these things to people. You know, I hear, I hear these people picketing, these poor, misinformed people who are demonstrating in the U.S. about how uh, Israel is bad and Hamas and Palestine is good. Listen, they've trained their people in Palestine to hate and, and want to kill Israelis almost from the time they're born. Almost from the time they're infants, these people have educated their children that the Israelis deserve to die and that it's a good thing. This is not something that they should be given a Passover. Do you know? I mean, the fact is they've, they've created an environment. Let me just put it to you this way. I have a story here somewhere. Um, I don't know whether you heard about this or not, but the Arab nations nearby— uh, they don't want anything to do with Hamas. As a matter of fact, here's the story right here. Arab leaders to Israel, colon, annihilate Hamas. Arab leaders are privately siding with Israel against Hamas, even if some are publicly condemning the operation in Gaza as endangering innocent civilians who refuse to leave or are being forced to stay. Uh, Arab leaders are ultimately viewing Hamas as, quote, a dangerous domestic enemy on their lands, so they are urging Israel to keep fighting in Gaza after the operation to return hostages taken by Hamas on October 7th. They want Israel to annihilate Hamas. These are the Arab nations saying this, the neighbors, you know. So I mean, if the if they're saying that about about Hamas, you know that they are pretty damned evil. Yeah, but you know, I was kind of alarmed. I I saw some young kids that was that were on a talk show and they were talking about Trump and Biden and even the Democratic kid from the school was going, ah, well, you know, not so much, but you know, he was still pro Biden. But then they started talking about. Hamas and Israel, and even the young Republican goes, well, I, I don't really like a particular uh, politician's stance uh, for Israel. And I'm sitting there going, apparently, you know, time has no friends hey. because we don't, we, people, people don't, uh, they don't understand the history. Right. They, don't, uh, they don't understand Israel and the history. They don't understand Hamas and the history. They don't understand anything. But here we are well, today. How old? Uh, and the how old are the uh, average? Uh, let's say average sophomore, junior, in college is about twenty years old now. 
So you go back 20 years, and that's 2003. That's two years after 9-11. So the generation of young people that we're talking about, they don't have a history. All they know is what they read in history books, 9-11. That happened before I was born. Oh, that was They terrible. don't care about it. They, they don't, don't care know. about it. They don't. They don't. They don't care about it, and they don't want to hear about it now. And, you know, education update for you kids, you do need to learn about it because your history is trail markers to your future. Of course. So if, What's the if, old expression? If, if you don't learn the history, you're bound to repeat it? Yeah, but, you know, I, I say that uh, – you know, a lot of what we see, you know, because the, the, I know somebody had to, me just saying that, went, oh, man, you know, because even the left where they sit there go, Nazi, 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 and all of this stuff, and Marxist, and all of that, and we say that about them, the simple fact is, is that they do know what that is, and, and they do know. Say, it's funny you should say that, Bill. I saw these protesters yelling at a Jewish man, Nazi, fascist calling him a Nazi or a fascist. These are young people, again, about 20 years old. They are so, they're so ignorant when it comes to the facts of history that they're calling the, the wrong people, the, you know, you're a Nazi. No, no he, he was a you victim. Know, His family was a victim of the Nazis, the real well, Nazis. You uh, know, I, I kind of look at these stories and these words Almost in a way that I look at music, because I sit there and, you know, I'm not going to go into a long dissertation on that. But sometimes people, they get into a groove and, like, look, you, if you go to a concert, you look at ACDC or KISS that did their farewell tour. Now they're going into the virtual world they live on. The music still lives. It's 50 years old. These guys are still rocking. And young kids still listen to it. They may go, yeah, and they're old, but they kind of ignore that because the music's there. But then you'll see them listening to, and I don't want to pick on a music, but let's just say some of the current crap that's out there, and they crank it up loud. And I was going, why do you like that music? Well, I don't know. I kind of gaslighted into it, I, I it, it, because it's supposedly cool. And I'm like going, the same thing with all these casting of names and everything. They don't know what it's for or they, anything well, about it, I but think they're, a lot they're of them, gaslighted into using it. I think a lot of people are, uh, they go to school, go to colleges, go to universities. I think they have teachers who have an agenda who do not, I mean, what, 94, 95% of them are liberal, the professors in college. and You would think that that uh, you'd be surprised to get any any kid to come out of college a conservative. I mean, it's... I find that amazing because they're just surrounded by liberalism. They're, they're told there's not, and it's an environment. It's not just a class. It's not like they go to class and they're taught it and they leave the class and that's it. When you go to college, you live in that environment. Everywhere you go, you see yeah, other like gaslighted into the yes. belief or into the habit of doing it. You are massaged so you, into it. Yeah. And so until you get out there in real life and go, huh. Why is all this bad stuff happening? Yeah. Well, go back and look at your education, and now you'll know. And you're going to learn learn from the school of hard knocks, or well, you're going to get knocked down. I'll tell you, friends. Uh, like Bill said at the very start of the show, it's going to be an interesting week. It's only Tuesday, and uh, I think that there's going to be other major things coming down the road. I, 
the thing that frightens me uh, right now, I, I really have some concern. I, I heard uh, another talk show this morning before I did this show. Oh, gee, I, I know which one it was. Yep, I heard another talk <laughs> show, and he was discussing top of the line his fear for the safety and security of Trump because there are now people in the We've press. We've been talking about that for months. Yeah, but there are now people in the press who are writing stories that are not just inferring or gently suggesting. They're coming right out and saying the only way to stop Trump is to take him out. And they're not talking you know, about I, they're not talking about putting him in jail. They're talking about hurting the man. You know, this is this is the lunacy of the left. And I I have friends who are liberals. Okay. They, if they hear this show, they're probably cringing. But let me tell you something. You better stop and take a deep breath and be honest with yourself and look around and see where we are in this world. We're not making this stuff up. What, you know, in Detroit, that would be called taking out a hit. Hey, we got to take a hit out on this guy because, you know, he's getting in our way. But let's just say that that happens. And it's obvious, you know, and your friends on the left that are cringing. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to go, well, we got rid of him. Didn't like it, but that's what we had to do. Is that what you want? Is that the country I, you want to live I, in? I, I do don't, you want that? I just look around and I see that the man has at least, I would say, 100 million solid supporters right now. Trump well, I does. I think it's way above that. Yeah, so he has... 100 million solid supporters behind him. And if you were to do something like that, uh, something as criminal and as terrible as that, I think you, you would put our country in a very fragile, uh, dangerous position. I think you might see uh, rioting. But, oh, before I forget, whew, I almost forgot. Uh, uh -oh. You know, this, this happens a lot when you get to be older. There, yeah. is, there is a documentary. It's homework for our listeners. Uh-oh. Okay. But I have to do homework. You have to do homework. You, oh, man. It's not going to cost you a penny. Well, it's good. I can I want you to go. I want you write this down, folks. If you got a pen, I'll give you a second. All right. Write Time's down thefallofminneapolis.com. Thefallofminneapolis.com. Again. Do I need to link it on our website? You should. TheFallOfMinneapolis.com. It was recommended to me yesterday, and I watched it. It's about uh, an hour and 45 minutes long. It is a documentary put together by a lady named Liz Collin. Liz Collin was uh, and is, but she was a TV anchor on WCCO in Minneapolis for about 15 years. She is an articulate, smart, full-fledged journalist who I believe is married to a police lieutenant uh, in the Minneapolis police force. And mm -hmm. um, she is a smart cookie, okay? She and some other people wrote this documentary, put it together. They are interviews with uh, Derek Chauvin and the other policemen who were involved in the George Floyd accident and uh, incident, rather. And also, it's the body cam footage that the media never showed us of what exactly happened on that day. You will actually see in this documentary what happened almost minute by minute uh, with George Floyd. You'll see how he acted, how he responded, what was going on. And when you see this, 
Uh, I would dare say if you think that George Floyd was the victim here, no, you are going to be not. sorely mistaken. He will be, he is, this is almost should be required viewing from every American. Even if you are a staunch supporter of the left, you should take a deep breath and just watch this because, you know, It'd be one thing if it was uh, somebody saying something about something. In this documentary, you're seeing the actual raw footage of what happened on that day at, at that at that uh, incident, at that call. God, those poor cops, they went there. They didn't go there to cause a problem or to or to do anything uh, that would you know start a, a riot they went there on their job doing something to protect some people who called in a, a disorderly man and it it is an amazing piece of video uh it's an hour and 45 minutes long it's worth you watching it it's worth you watching it because it's not made up it's not somebody doing it what they call a, a dra- what do they call a docudrama it's not a docudrama. This is actual footage of what happened that day. And you'll feel bad for the cops who were railroaded by the clowns in politics in Minneapolis. The, the, this guy Chauvin last week, you know, he was shivved 22 times. You know, he, he, got, he got put into jail and uh, given 22 years in prison. That was his sentence. And it's no coincidence that he was stabbed 22 times. So, I mean, uh, and by the way, by a former FBI informant and a member of a drug cartel from Mexico. Try to figure that out, okay? He was involved with the Mexican mafia. Uh, there's so much that these guys, if there was an honest justice in our country, they would review their cases immediately and give them honest justice, and they would also put him in a secure uh, you know, prison while they're being incarcerated so that they couldn't be hurt because they're targets right now. If they're walking around in the main population, they are targets and it's not fair. And it's not what we in this country should be uh, doing. We should be more honorable than that. Uh, I mean, uh, I could go on and on, but there's your homework assignment. The fall of Minneapolis.com. It's free. The movie is free. And by the way, it is a professionally produced uh, documentary. It is worth the watch, and it should be in movie theaters, but you'll never see it because it's not politically correct. And that's now, my assignment. I wanted to mention this yesterday, but Trump has uh, given his picks, possible picks for VP, in case you're wondering. Apparently, it's uh, Christy Nome, South Dakota, Tim Scott, South Carolina, Elise, uh, what is her name? Stefanik from New York. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders from Arkansas. Uh, Brian Donalds, I think he's from Florida. Yeah, Byron yeah. Donalds. Yeah. yeah. Nikki Haley, she's on the list. I don't know about that. Did he write this down? Are these, are these uh, guesstimates from some reporter? I believe he's, uh, he's, he's saying these are possible contenders. I don't think I don't think she should be because no. of everything going on. Uh, she's not on my list. No. Uh, but Vivek uh, Ramaswamy is there. And right. then uh, last but not least, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, I think some of them would be good vice presidential uh, candidates. I, 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 think, I, think the top, uh, I think the top three would be good. The top two, definitely. Uh, 
Christy Nome and uh, Tim Scott. I also think Carrie Lake could be. I think Carrie, she, she's not on the list. She's not on the list. See that, uh, so that's that, why I don't know that. But then again, you know, is Trump going to reveal his real hand? No, I no. don't. I don't think that's from Trump per se. I think maybe it's put out there. They like they they throw these things out like tests to see how the public will respond. Uh, Nikki Haley would never be on the list, but with Trump, she is no. uh, she's a backstabbing uh, person. I mean, I I, I say that uh, I know there's some people who like her. But, well, uh, the simple fact that the rhinos came out for her tells me that she's show me she's your friends, in, Bill. Show me your friends, and I'll tell you what you in, are. Yeah, she's in the swamp. So yep. you know, hey, hey uh, we've gone over, but uh, it's been a, a fun, it's interesting program. Yeah, I know it is my fault. The, the homework assignment <laughs> did it. Hey, don't forget the fall of Minneapolis dot com. Uh, we only have one. Well, by the way, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Please, if you get a chance to uh, tell friends about our program, do so. Maybe uh, send them the link to the show so they can find us. The number again is 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. Jimandbill.mail.com. And there you go. You've no, got no, it. You know how to get in touch with us. One wait, more wait, thing right. One more thing no, that has to be done. No, there's nothing. No, there's nothing. That's it. We're done. No, no, we have one more thing, and you know uh, what it is. Uh, tie my shoes so I don't trip when I get up and walk away? No. No. <laughs> Hasta la vista. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?